0: Radio. on loose lines is back and is live and uh, a couple of slight little technical issues but i do believe i have president nick hooper on the line firstly nick welcome back to campbell's comments and on loose lines mate
1: thank you paul thank you for having me uh good to uh, good to be back with you
0: um it is indeed i uh just had a slight. I'll put the cowboy hat on for you, Nick. Too. I don't know if you're watching live or not, but uh, I actually uh, I've
1: got the iPad here. Yes.
0: I actually put the cowboy hat on. Anyone wondering why we weren't quite on time for starting? I um, I couldn't hear Nick. I had a major issue, but you have to plug your headphones in, Nick. It's a uh, one of those random things that you may not be aware of, but yeah, if you don't plug your uh, headphones in, <laughs> they don't pick any audio up, mate. So yeah, slight issue that I did have. <laughs>
1: Yes, uh, like all tech, it's uh, uh, either uh, go to the wall and uh, flick the switch or um, uh, or if it's your computer, you turn it on and off or whatever. So uh, it's always the simplest explanation, isn't
0: it? It is indeed. Right, that was just a bit of fun having the hat on because uh, uh, just a little bit of a side note. But we've got some serious stuff to get through um, tonight. But firstly... Um, Sun's starting to change a little bit Weather's starting to turn a little bit Spring is not that far away Breeding season's going to be upon us very quickly mate
1: No, you're right I was out uh, just having a stroll at, uh, at lunchtime today And I could just feel uh, the warmth of the sun uh, on my back It was uh, it was lovely So uh, we've uh, well past the shortest day of the year And uh, the days are getting longer And the sun's getting stronger So lots to look forward to as uh, spring kicks in And we know that spring means breeding season
0: It does indeed and um, the breed to succeed um, is back and that's what you and I are, are we're not mainly here to to promote but we are definitely going to to promote um, that and get the message out there but um, as you and I both are aware there's um, plenty of other stuff going on. We'll start with the the breed to succeed um, going forward and that is on August the 20th so we want people to be aware of that. This is a free entry, Nick. So one of the uh, the one of the things we need people to be aware of here is that it is um, free entry, but bookings are essential because there is food um, and other other things provided.
1: Uh, absolutely, Shepherd and Harness Racing uh, Macker and his team are playing host to us on the twentieth of August. Uh, we'll go for a few hours through the Sunday evening. There's catering. The bar is going to be open. It's going to be a really fun um evening we've got uh, some wonderful guest speakers who will be talking all things breeding educating our members and those who are interested in the breeding game we're going to have about 15 to 20 holders promoting all forms of, of harness racing and breeding we'll have the studs present we'll have all sorts of feed suppliers and the like um so that you can go and have a chat connect with people learn um um, catch up with people that you haven't seen for a while it should be a great social occasion as well as a great educational evening
0: it is indeed and and it's, I think one of the best parts of it is you're there with like-minded people. So people that are um, you know, following the same passions if you like. And, and that's uh, one of the key key components. We've got Brett Coffey actually watching. Anyone that's watching wants to ask Nick a question. Um, we started these off uh, back through COVID many moons ago. Um, and they're very successful. So if you do have any questions for, for Nick, um, give us a yell. He won't be on for long. He's got a dinner uh, engagement with his parents. So we're not going to hold him away from that. That's that is for sure. Um, the two, two of the guest speakers are um, uh, Carissa Douglas-Brown from Kerr, um, Kentucky Equine, again, great supporters of Harness Breeders and have been for a long time, and Dr. Francesca, I'm going to go with Warsman, I hope I've pronounced that right, W-O-R-S-M-A-N, uh, from the Equine Medical, she's an Equine Medical Specialist from Avenal, plus there'll be some USA import input as well, so um, that's going to be three of the guest speakers as well as yourself and CAF hosting tonight. And I would imagine asking, plenty of answering, plenty of questions as well on that night, mate.
1: Yeah, very much so. Kath has organised these speakers with her connections uh, into the, uh, the the equine world. Um, very well credentialed uh, individuals who will um, provide uh, great information, I'm sure. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to that. But yes, people need to book, Paul. Um, there's only so much room there at Shepherdon. Yes, we've got catering needs. We need people to book. Um, they can do that by ringing Lower Long Farms or going via our website uh, and getting all the information. But please book. If you are a member, um, you will go into the drawer if you attend on the night for one of three service fees from uh, Woodlands Stud, um, uh, Lower Long Farms and Alabar. We'll have American Ideal, Pastor Stephen and Vincent service fees it's $21,000 worth of door prizes for uh, our members. If you are not a member, it is very easy to join and it is inexpensive. It's only $55. HBV.org.au or you can join on the night and be part of it all. But a great incentive to come along. Um, three lucky members are going to walk away with three wonderful service services The three of the best stallions that you could hope for and we're grateful so Woodlands, Lower Long, and Alabar for what they've done, and in supporting HPV, we really appreciate it.
0: Nick, you could um, do this show yourself. I just had to keep up with you um, just then with the uh, with with the slides, and and you did a br- brilliant job because that's exactly what we want people to be aware of. Those three sa- stay in so Pastor Stephen, uh, American Ideal, and uh actually did I, yeah it is american ideal and um yeah and vincent as well um, we said there before that we had brett coffee on so alabar uh woodlands i've got woodlands hat here somewhere i was actually going to put the woodlands hat on i should actually put that one on i had the the ridley one on um and also um uh woodland so yeah so the three starts getting right behind it which is really exciting and and that's that's what it's about, and it's always been about that. And the support you get from a lot of people, um, Kath made mention to me the other day that there's no actual sponsors of this event but supporters. And this is these are the people I've got up there at the minute Harness Racing Victoria, Lower Long Farms, Rand, Rand, Rand Lab, Barr Stock, Elderbarren Elder Park, APG, Harastatrotters, Nutrient, uh, Woodlands. I'm not sure if I said them before, I'm going in, a, in an order that I might have got myself confused. Alabar, Asbar. Kentucky equine, rec, uh, rec, Kentucky equine Kerr, anyway, and High Gain. So we want to make sure people are aware of all these supporters and sponsors getting behind um, and promoting harness racing breeding and trying to take it to the next level.
1: Yeah, very much so. We're grateful to all of them. Um, uh, they're all going to be present on the night um, in the display area, uh, along with a, a number of other firms. Um, it's going to be uh, um, a lot of information for uh, for people to gather but come along and have a great night if you've got friends, come as a group if you're an individual, come on your own people will be introduced to you you will get to know people if you're fresh into breeding this is your opportunity to come down and get to know people get to know people in the industry uh, come and have a chat to the, uh, the, the committee members who will be there on the night um, you'll find that there's great support, so uh, if you're uh, um, uh, part of a group or an individual, just come on down.
0: Um, that's Anthony Portelli. I'll get to your question in, in one sec. But that is the greatest thing you've said there, Nick. Um, you really should have your own show. Um, the the fun that you actually have with like-minded people, that's what I keep saying about like-minded people, all of a sudden you sit there and you start talking to people and um, you, know, you learn things, you understand why certain people do certain things. That is the best part about not... Breeding on your own, I suppose, is one, you know, you're part of a big team and we, we need the team to increase numbers. We want people to be positive and all the rest. And this is one of the great ways of doing it by by creating friendships with people that you may never have ever met before. Um, and 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 sort of, I suppose, having fun, but enjoying the same interest and, and growing that same interest.
1: Exactly right. I encourage members to actually bring a friend. Um, bring your um, neighbour, bring somebody with you, someone who's never bred before, get them along, see if you can get them involved. Um, uh, Those sort of things are what we all need to do as as an industry to make sure that we remain sustainable. There are people who each year, for a range of reasons, decide not to breed. It's incumbent upon all of us to uh, uh, keep bringing people into the sport. It's not uh, just the responsibility of HRV or... Uh, Any other individual organisation, we all play a role in making sure that our industry grows.
0: I think if you're a person that's passionate about the industry, it's, um, you know, I I don't take this lightly when I say it, but it's actually your your responsibility nearly to help grow the industry. Um, I know that probably goes, might go a bit the wrong way to what people think, but, you know, like I... I take it upon myself to try and get people interested in the sport and promote the sport in a great way and change it up. And I think everyone can do just a little bit. If we can get one person, one person's a huge result.
1: Yes, absolutely right. And you might not even own a broodmare. Um, uh, But I'll tell you right now, um, you wander into something like this, you'll probably walk out with a broodmare and it might not have cost you a great deal. So, um, look, the main thing is it's about our members and who and educating them, uh, connecting with them, it's all being face to face. The last few years, um, we've all learned to do things online, and that's been a wonderful development. We love to, ha- we want to have this function as a face to face thing, so that we can uh, we can all reconnect, shake hands, um, uh, say hello. Um, so there's a whole range of objectives uh, for this night, and. Um, and we're really excited about uh, uh, about the audience.
0: I think then the other part of that is that you grow to a different part. You, you and I, when we were discussing doing this show on Monday, the first thing you and I discussed was Zarem. Um, breaking the $150,000 mark and 11 race wins um, and, and how good that is for a mutual friend in Paul Graydon. Um, you do have shares in horses with Paul. Um, I know, I've know i known Paul through the Bendigo Harness Racing Club for many moons um, and then you get Carla and Dean. So a, a, a little horse winning a race at Maryborough, you sort of create that bit of excitement yeah it's not the same excitement as the eureka but it is it is that bit of fun and that bit of excitement that you can start a conversation off on the phone and then of course you can start talking serious not that you and i talk serious serious but um you know what i mean don't you
1: uh, absolutely um zarum was a horse that paul and i bred
0: oh you did um, breed him sorry
1: yeah uh, yeah no that's okay it's uh paul is down as the official breeder but uh that's only because we didn't have the paperwork done at the time of conception um, I certainly uh, was the, uh, uh, owned the foal, uh, him as a foal when he was born. We sold him at the yearling sale. Um, uh, Dean and Carla have uh, ended up uh, with him uh, from a late two-year-old. Uh, they are long-time friends of mine. I've known Dean for over 30 years. Um, I, I sit back and watch the job that the two of them have done with this wonderful little horse, um, and I know they are proud of their... Achievements, and so they should be. Um, And to see him round them up five wide uh, the other day, break the hundred and fifty thousand dollar barrier, I was so pleased for them. It really brought a smile to my face. And uh, you know, and yes, for Paul, I mean, he's been um, you know one of the great stalwarts of breeding in this state, and especially of the trotter. Was breeding trotters when it was not fashionable to do so. Has had some great horses, and so to see him. Uh, get that recognition as well uh, you know brought a smile to my face
0: yep absolutely and it is uh it is a lot of fun um i think it was the chica cup the smile on carla's face that night when he won the chica cup was uh something to anyway we digress and you and i have a bad habit of that anthony portelli before we get on we'll get on to some hbv news as well but we want to make sure that people are aware of the breed to succeed but um could i ask nick um if they are still putting a cap on stands? How many they can breed, and what about the tax on service fees? I don't know how many of those you can answer, Nick. But I'll fire the question at you. You can uh, you can work out which ones of those you can and can't answer, mate. Well,
1: the short answer is uh, for Anthony is is yes, full stop. Um, there is still the cap on um, services in any given year at one hundred and fifty minus three returns, and the the tax on service fees for. Uh, pacing for imported pacing stallions it doesn't apply to the trotters and it doesn't apply to uh, stallions that are based here it applies to uh, frozen and shuttle stallions yes that will apply and in fact if you have a look at uh, the way that some of the studs advertise their um, service fees you can often work out whether the, uh, the the tax applies or not but of course probably the simplest way to deal with that is to talk to the stud representative of the stallion you're picking out. But, Anthony, if you're breeding trotters, you don't have to worry about it. Um, If you're breeding paces, then some have the tax, some do not. All of them have the limit. So if you haven't made your mind up, you'll find that some of them may well have already been booked out. But um, I'm sure at this point in time, you should still have a wide choice.
0: I'm going to throw you under the bus, and you might tell me off of this one. You may not. Um, Does American Ideal serving and I'm only using him because he's one of the stallions that's been offered up, but serving back to New Zealand. So in Australia, he's capped at 150, including free returns, but he can serve, Can he? like it's unlimited books in New Zealand, but we'll just say 100. He can serve another 100 horses in New Zealand?
1: Yeah, he can serve. New, New Zealand doesn't have limits. So um, some of the stallions will do 150 or close to it here and then do similar numbers over in New Zealand. Uh, they can do more. There's no limits over there. But, uh, um, uh, yeah, so uh, American Ideal will will serve a number of mares back into New Zealand as well. That's right.
0: Yep. And then the frozen semens are a little bit different, aren't they, because of the fact of uh, uh, quarantine rules. It's not as a matter of just grabbing a straw and throwing it on a plane and sending it over there. So there's that reason that sometimes there'd be funny numbers on frozen semen trotting stallions especially um, in two different jurisdictions. They, they, they are a little bit different. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that, and I think that comes down to some of the commercial relationships. Sometimes there is ample frozen semen available for a given stallion, and for others it's actually quite restricted, whether that's because of the horse's output or just the commercial decisions that are taken by the owners in the States or in Europe. So that can vary uh, quite uh, markedly, depending upon um, the commercial arrangements for the set.
0: Yep. Plenty of people watching. Um, tidy Matthews um, is sitting on there. Uh, John McAllister, John Wilson, Brett Hogan from Wagga. So make sure, especially the guys in Wagga, that the breed to succeed 4.30 Sunday it starts. Calf suggested maybe seven o'clock it could finish, Nick, um, and around that time, anywhere from two and a half hours, maybe three hours. So won't be a late day. August 20 at um the Shepherd and Harness Racing Club. Uh, to get involved, you can and with the numbers go to admin at nrequine.com.au or you can also go to hpv.org.au but the easiest way to do it is go to admin at nrequine or contact them on the phone number that's there on the screen five eight five two two eight four five uh for all of that and of course as nick said there become a member and you can go into the draw to win a service fee to pastor Stephen, american ideal or vincent um on the night, but you need to be a member. What's the membership fee, Nick?
1: $55, not a great deal. So we've kept it very affordable.
0: If I was any good at my job, I would add a big 55 flash up across the screen, but uh, didn't have that, didn't have that one, That one ready. radio. you're also president of HPV. Well, you are president of HPV, hence the reason we've got you there, but there's a few other things going on. Firstly, Breeders Week with SEN Track. Um, we'll come around pretty quickly. Um, it's basically uh, the end Monday week. It'll be um, on Sen seventh yep. uh, through to eleven. For people who can't get Sen, you can listen to the podcasts. Um, I listen to them from time to time through Spotify, um, but I think you can get them on just about anywhere, Nick.
1: Yes, and certainly um, depending on how people like to uh, source their info. If they follow us on social media, uh, Desiree will be uh, tweeting out or putting on Facebook links to uh, all of the interviews. Um, they'll probably also be, I would expect, on our website. Um, so there'll be different ways for people to um, uh, consume uh, those interviews. Jess Tubbs, working with uh, Toby McKinnon and the SEN track team, uh, when Jess isn't training international superstars, she's busy organising uh, uh, Breeders Week, uh, she does a wonderful job It's been uh, um, A pleasure to do this for the last uh, uh, Couple of years I think that people get a lot out of it Some really good interviews um, Both with local people but also We try and get an international flavour as well And Jess is uh, trying to use Her international connections into Europe And America to get a couple of uh, International guests to add To the, uh, the Australasian flavour
0: You'd be probably naive to think That there might be a Swedish feel uh, coming to this this episode, and rightfully so, because I mean, she would have made some enormous contacts. So potentially, someone that um, might never have been on the radar to have an interview with would uh, would be on the on the radar now. Uh, absolutely.
1: So uh, I think that's definitely what she's aiming for. I, I can't uh, say full um, uh, with full confidence right at this minute as to uh, exactly what the lineup is. It's still being uh, settled. Um, but uh, uh, you can, nonetheless, you can look forward to some excellent interviews. We just know there'll be some something of interest for everybody.
0: No, absolutely. The Staying Guide will be out shortly, Nick. I yeah. Should, I should, did ring yeah, Desiree, that, didn't get an answer. Right.
1: No, that's right. No, The online version, I believe, will be out on the roundabout the 1st of August and the hard copies should be in people's letterboxes within about a week after that. So early August, we'll loosely call it, is when people should be getting the stallion guide going through the very final throws uh, at the moment. Uh, I know that for a fact because I just uh, um, had a uh, had to proofread a couple of last-minute items to uh, 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 today. So the print is about to be pushed. So um, look forward to that. Um, perfect timing as we hit off the top. The weather's getting better uh, the sun the, the sun's out and uh, that means breeding time
0: it um it is a frustration for a lot of people someone will come in like i'll come on and say mine's mine came on whatever day and people don't get theirs the post is not what it used to be so you just got to be a little bit patient from time to time that's fair isn't it nick
1: yes uh, that's uh, that is true um It happens with with
0: the the yearling sale catalogs. And uh, quite regularly I get uh, catalog boxes. Uh, My friends in New Zealand, (laughs) I'd have been to New Zealand, been to their sales. I'd come home and a week later that they arrive. So (laughs) just be patient and um, they will come. So that's the best way. Um, Anthony Portelli, I understand why they are capping the stay-ins, but I think it's not working because people are booking two years ahead of the stay-ins um that they want to um and i suppose that's probably true nick um i've got a couple others coming in here as well but uh it's um i suppose there's a bit more behind the scenes that goes in with that as well
1: uh yeah look uh, HBV have been on the record as we were never not a fan of the um uh the service fee uh, caps that they're, they're in place i think that that probably does happen. I've got no I don't know what the studs policies are on, on taking bookings um, so I can only take what you say on, on your word um, uh, Yeah, We're not a big fan of it. Um, however we all have to work with it. One of the biggest issues for the studs is working out how many free returns they're going to have to uh, deal with each year and then with the bookings that becomes an administrative nightmare uh, for them and I know it uh, causes uh, Brett and Kath uh, for example, uh, to tear their hair out. Um, um, uh, so, Brett doesn't have much hair to tear out anymore. <laughs>
0: I'm glad you didn't mention my name in that because, uh, yeah, we won't. Eat. No, I'll just leave that one way, way alone. Um, Alex Hurley, SEN track is 15.93 am. Um, I reckon you're about on the border of where you can hear it from, though, Alex, but that's okay. Uh, the SEN app. Uh, for smartphones, um, where you can listen, you can listen live or to the podcasts. So that is with the Sen app. I would imagine through all good apps. What do I say? All good app stores and and the likes. Um, Matthew Cooper, just be careful, Nick. I haven't proofread any of these. Uh, Get ACC uh, with a love of the sport. I have invested as much as I can into my mares. Things are exciting at the moment, and breeding horses really gets the heart pumping um everyone should be breeding a mare breeding a mare on your bucket list give it a go well i didn't proofread that one and that's a great one to to have and he's exactly right though isn't it it's the expectations of what these horses are going to be able to achieve
1: um uh matthew is my new best friend with uh with that uh that note (laughs) uh i couldn't agree more matthew you're on the money we all love it um and uh with your enthusiasm, uh, if you can get that spread to uh, a few other people, uh, get them on board with you. Uh, uh, I love it, well done, thanks for your contribution and uh, hope you have a great breeding season. I'll, I'll
0: say that the thing about it is once they're bred to you, it, that's not it, it's not all over. I, I interviewed um, uh, Neville Pangrazio two weeks ago on Talking Trotters and um, the main reason was because a little horse that I won with at um, stall called Pang is named after Neville. So I thought, well, I'll get him on and promote. They do a great job. The Pangrazio's come out since and won the Maryborough Oaks on Monday, just gone. So I think well done to them uh, for that. But we actually was speaking about Neville named a horse out of Gloria Don called Paulie and uh, named after me. I named one after him, he named one after me. And there was this little bit of bit of banter. Now our horse won a couple of races. Um, pa- uh, Paulie hadn't hit the racetrack by that stage. He won, just prior to me going live on um, on Loose Lines a week ago at, at Bendigo. So Luke Ralph owns him, uh, Joanne Franklin trains him, yet Neville and I are having this great text message exchange about how bloody good it is, and it's a horse neither of us now have any association with. It's just purely off the fact of breeding and, and getting along to these seminars and things like that, and just talking with like-minded people. It's just a lot of fun.
1: Uh, Look, it is. I mean, uh, we can come back to Zaram. I love watching uh, him race and and win for those reasons. I I get nothing directly uh, out of it other than just the sheer pleasure of uh, watching him do the job for Dean and Carla. And I think, to a degree, I I think most breeders would uh, feel the same way, that um, you watch your babies, whether you've sold them or, or, or whatever... Uh, almost like they're your children. I mean, I, I follow mine that I've bred that are racing in various places around the country, and uh, uh, I try and watch as many of their races live as I can, if not catch the replays, just to see how they're going. So um, it's uh, it's one of the great intangibles about breeding and uh, uh, a thing that gives me uh, a bit of a kick along, as I'm sure it does many other uh, breeders.
0: What's the best horse you've bred, Nick? Sorry to throw you, um, probably, I'll give you a couple of minutes to think, I'll, uh, or not minutes, but I'll uh, give you a little bit of think time, but what would be the best horse that you've bred?
1: Uh, I would probably have to say uh, Utopia, based upon what he's achieved. Uh, out of Gluteus Maximus, won a couple of Group, group 3 races, was highly talented, um, but I'm hopeful that uh, uh, he might be surpassed by uh, Aureus, uh, uh, pacing filly that's uh, now three. That uh, perhaps she can um, uh, have a little little bit of success. She's certainly uh, got some talent, um, and uh, you know. But in terms of uh, uh, dollars, one and uh, Zaram is the uh, the highest um, stakes winning uh, horse that I've uh, I've had something to do with. So. Um, haven't had any superstars, but I've been fortunate to breed some, uh, you know, very nice horses that, uh, have, you know, won their share of races.
0: I think that's, imp- that's an important answer that you gave, and I didn't know the answer to that, Nick, but, um, yeah, you we're not um, in the league of the Carlefelds at the minute with the, um, what's Leap to Fame, and... Um, uh, the other horse, Swazi, and those uh, and the other horse out of the that may means had three to the races that are all three superstars. Um, it doesn't matter, does it? If you haven't bred that superstar, I think you keep aiming to try and do that.
1: Oh, uh, absolutely! It's um, uh, and I'm sure that when you bred your first, you don't want to go on and and uh, do it again. It's uh, the whole thing's intoxicating. But uh, uh, getting getting group winners is what what we're uh, what we're all uh, aiming for. So um, I keep on trying.
0: Let us reason. Let us reason, and I did cheat. I got the computer up, I'm going to tell you the other horse that's out of that family. It's just a, oh Maximus Red. So yeah, she'd had four foals um, of, of who were named and hit the races. Three of those have raced, and the worst one is Swayze, who's won um, 15 races out of 42, if you can say that, and $370,000 in stakes. So well done to those guys. But I'm tipping. They've got a lot of. Uh, Hard luck stories, but I think they're great stories in itself. But um, even that race, I think that was one of the great things with the Blacks of Um There was two lots of brothers in that. The second ones probably didn't get the kudos um, as what Lettuce Reason did, but it was the mother of Blacks of Dance and Big Wheels, who Big Wheels ran last, but Washington's last. So, John Paulson And I think I was told one night of the carnival had three siblings out of that family all race, which is uh, quite unique in itself.
1: Yeah, it's what have? That's exactly right. It's so rare, and, and what occurred on Saturday night with um, uh, Catchaway the Leap to Fame being beaten in the uh, respective uh, feature races by their um, by their brothers. Uh, uh, the chances of that ever happening uh, again, I think, are just about zero. It was quite an astounding uh, uh, outcome.
0: It's one of those ones that hasn't been brought up by a lot of people, isn't it? It's a bit. It's a bit of an oddity, I think. But yeah, and both the older brothers. That beat them Like it's Yes Yeah It's not like The, the ageing champ Has been run down By the younger one Coming through It's the complete opposite The old boys have said uh, Catch up
1: No I mean it's rare That siblings would appear In the same race Let alone In the fast class events Let alone on the same night So I think um, uh, That was uh, That was Something that we Will be unlikely To see ever again Yeah Who you knows Probably happened this weekend
0: Six 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 siblings took part in the fast-class races on Saturday night that we know of. We'll probably get corrected. They're probably someone else as well. Um, Brad Steele, Paul Pierce, Tracy Scoble are all on there. Um, Darcy's Fireball, Nick, a uh, horse that you did breed, hasn't yet hit the uh, winner's circle, but uh, keeps getting better and better.
1: Yes, uh, he's also at a gluteus maximus, so makes him a half to uh, to Utopia and also Derriere, or well, full full brother to Derriere and Kai Valley Shawnee won a few. Um, yeah, Darcy has taken a little while. The the ability is there. I think that people are seeing that with what he can do, but um, it's taking a while for the penny to drop for him to work out what racing is all about. But Greg and Jess have done, uh, and their team have done a wonderful job. Uh, Amy Tubbs uh, has well been heavily involved, um, getting him to the point now that he is um, uh, becoming a racehorse. And, uh, just thought for a moment that he might run past them there on Saturday night but uh um the uh, the winner was uh, was a bit good and but we're absolutely thrilled with uh with what he's doing and we think that he's got a, a good future uh um you know as he's gradually working out what racing is all about
0: Duncan McPherson got up and beat you he uh he's he doesn't need to be beaten does he he could have uh opted for second you would have been very very happy but that's okay right It's Uh, it's good to
1: see young up-and-comers such as Duncan McPherson finally getting some success. That's all I can say.
0: I haven't got one of his red hats. The problem with wearing headphones is I don't have red hats, Um, his hats. anyway. I can see one behind you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, the other side, uh, about there, so yeah, uh, it's there, but um, I did have one somewhere else. I throw things on the ground and the girls tell me off, Nick. You'd find that hard to believe be that I get told off. Uh, four things, and I, I nearly hung up on you, and I don't want to hang up on you just yet, because Hambo Day is the other one we do want to highlight. Um, it's a little way off, Nick, but a really important part of harness racing, especially here in Victoria, for the bred Horses, um, the 22nd of December at Maryborough. It'll be Hambletonian Day. Horses that haven't won a race, $10,000 on all races, which is super, super exciting.
1: It is. We love humbletonian Day. There are always great stories that come out of it. It's the All Maiden Day. I'm sure people uh, are aware of it. Uh, just before Christmas this year, right at the end of the season, great opportunity for... Uh, Um, uh, for some people to pay for the Christmas presents uh, a few days out. Um, uh, Thanks to uh, uh, Maryborough, the the VSTA get involved as well, Uh, HRV with the elevated uh, uh, stakes, the first win bonuses. I love going to that day whenever I can get there because the smiles on the owners and the connections faces as they walk away with some very substantial uh, checks um, is just worth worth it. So we love it. We, we continue to put our, um, our support behind that day. And I, and anyone who's got a maiden, if you uh, uh, haven't won come the end of the season, that's the race day that you should be aiming at, especially if you're Vic Bread.
0: And anyone thinking, I oh, will just put one away um, and save it for that day, correct me if I'm wrong, but preference is given that almost the longer your losing streak, the more easier it is for you to get a run. Is that the way it works, Nick? Or does it still work that way? Hopefully it does.
1: Yeah, yes, it does. That's the principle. I mean, ultimately, because there are so many divisions, not every division ends up with bucket loads of uh, of nominations. But, yes, that is right. So uh, if you haven't had a start and you are taking um, uh, luck into your own hands, because if if you're the... uh, Uh, the 15th nominated and there are 15 or 14 more that have had more starts you won't get a run so um there are some special conditions that uh give everyone that chance to win that uh, race with some really nice five months
0: yeah and i was fortunate enough it was i think the first year of COVID. i was able to, to to work it and uh you guys were there and um there was a couple of really good stories. Paula, uh, I forgot Paula's surname, but um, a horse was saved basically from the knackery. I think it had, had about 25 starts um, and things like that. There's some really, really good stories on that day.
1: Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I love it. And so, uh, you know, hopefully we've got a nice warm day just before Christmas. Uh, people might have, um, you know, finished up with their Christmas break. They can get up there and enjoy the, uh, enjoy the racing.
0: Nick, thank you. I'll catch up with you at uh, Breed to Succeed. It won't be live streamed. Anyone thinking I will just sit at home and watch it on August 20, it will not be live streamed. Um, Get in touch with Northern Rivers Equine, so nrequine.com.au, 585-2845, or anyone from Harness Breeders. um, Get in touch with any of your studs, to be honest, Nick. Most of those will know how to get in touch. So if you're not sure, Ring up the stud that you've you talked to a, a lot, and they should be able to steer you in the right direction um, to get there. HBV.org.au.org that is O-R-G um, .au, um to get in touch and get there. Four thirty like Kath said roughly she thinks two thirty uh sorry two and a half hours so seven o'clock trade displays will be there with all of these uh or not all of these guys might not have trade displays but these people will all be there and be represented um i'm not going to go through them all but we want people to get there and you've got the opportunity to win a service fee if you're a member of hbv 55 dollars, and you go into the bar, the draw to win a service fee to pastor stephen american ideal or vincent and uh, don't know if Brett's still watching or not, but Vincent had a beautiful winner at Charlton uh, just last week. Only uh, went a lazy 155 on his head on his chest around um, Charlton, so I mean that's a very very good opportunity for anyone to uh, get a quality service feed, Nick.
1: Yeah, very much so. I think you make a you made a very good point a minute or two ago. This is not live stream. If you you have to uh, get off the couch and come and join us. Uh, and if you do, and if you're travelling a bit of distance, there are we have some uh, corporate accommodation deals in uh, Shepherdon. Uh, again, go to our website for, uh, for details that uh, will um, uh, will get you uh, some slightly cheaper accommodation from a couple of providers in Shepherdon. I mean, we're trying to run it at a time so that people can get there and get home. Um, uh, all in the one go but if you're coming from slightly further afield and wish to stay we're looking after you there with some good quality accommodation locally.
0: Absolutely um, it's quite funny uh terms of endearment Nick I just looked at my YouTube page and we've got uh, Mark Hughes says evening Pauly. Uh, I get from Brett, just still here, Paul. I don't think I get quite the same love from Brett as I do from Mark. But anyway, I digress. Um, Barb Sedgwick, who is Nellie Melba on Facebook, she says, love the creative naming of Gluteus Maximus. I can go one step further onto that for you, Barb, and say that her stable name was Betty. And... um, Probably best... Well, she's Ill, she's no longer with us now, and I don't think Paul would mind me saying, but um, Aunt no, Betty... Gluteus Maximus is still alive. Not the Auntie Betty, though, is not Not who she was named after, I don't think.
1: Oh, sorry. No, well, uh, yes, that's right.
0: <laughs> and uh, she may have had a large prosteria, so hence the reason that's how she got the name. So the stable name was actually uh, um, uh, Betty. So, yeah, it's just one of those random things that I do remember. So going from there... Yahoo was that horse's yeah. name um, and he should be going around in the nutrient heats next week. Brett Coffey, uh, keep on the line because we'll have Mark Barton, I think anyway, as long as I can get him in between towns. Just recapping on a few of those things. I had an audio issue last week. Um, I, I just have issues all the time and no comments there. Thank you, Nick. Uh, Brad Steele has said there, Vincent doing an outstanding job at stud. Joe Pace, special conditions in Vic size Stakes. Who competing in the Eureka? Um, I reckon I'll leave that one, Joe, um, just for the for the time being. But maybe I'll, I'm actually going to catch up with Joe on the weekend doing a uh, Baristock Dash. So uh, we might just uh, just let that one slide for the minute. I think, Nick. No worries. <laughs> you didn't want to comment on it.
1: Oh no. Well, I mean, I think what Joe's saying is that um, uh, the conditions of the Vic Bread uh, have been altered. Or so, that horses that compete in the Eureka are exempt from running the need to run in a heat of the Vic Bread and they are deemed as qualifiers for the semi finals. Um, uh, I'm not sure exactly when that came in, um, and there'll be differing views on the merits or otherwise of that change, but it's something that uh, now, if people read the Vic Bread conditions on their Uh, the website they will see that uh, that is now uh, in effect so um, uh, there'll be some people uh, who might be disappointed with that change there'll be some people who will be pleased with that change Um, yes it's certainly interesting I don't think there's been an announcement from HRV maybe they're planning one but um, uh, yes it's something that people are becoming aware of
0: yeah absolutely so um Once we get a bit more information, we will go on there. I don't want to be a fence sitter. Sometimes I just have to be. Uh, So thank you, Nick, for getting in with that one. Darren Clayton's on. What a great man he is. Came on the show last week and spoke for me. Nick, thank you. As we said, one more. August 20 make sure you get in touch with nrequine.com.au, hbv.org.au or ring any of your studs get in touch with uh, get in touch with them all um, and well done to the stay sponsors which are uh, Northern Rivers Lower Long Farms. sorry I'll get into trouble there Lower Long Farms uh, Alabar and Woodlands for donating those service fees which is just tremendous and there'll be other prizes on the night as well so mate thank you Go and enjoy mum's cooking. Um, I really appreciate you coming on and giving me a bit of time and people getting into uh, getting in it. Uh, um, yeah, Nella, uh, Barb Sedgwick says, built for comfort, not for speed. That's my saying too. I stick to that one as well. So uh, thank you very much for coming on, mate. Um, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll continue to do some more. We'll probably do a few more catch-ups through the breeding season as well, mate. But thank you very much for joining me. Thank you
1: for having me on. Look forward to seeing you at Breed to Succeed and uh, uh, look forward to seeing all of our members uh, there as well. And Have a good night.
0: Yep, make sure you're a member, $55. Thank you very much, Nick. Um, might get you to hang up, mate, because I know I can do it. It's all good. Thank you very much, mate.
1: Cheers. See you.
0: So uh, Nick Hooper joining me there from HBV with some pretty important announcements there, in regards to the breed to succeed on August twenty. So we want people to be aware of that. Of course, they had a great association with breed to succeed through COVID. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Brett Coffey, Nick Hooper we were very much regulars, and um, yeah, it was it was good fun. We probably should do a catch up every now and then, and uh, do some do some random random ones as well going along there. Um, I have got. I've got a video to, to show you. I still got my Woodlands hat on, so I might actually uh, do that one there. This is a horse called My Show. Now he's actually three back the fence here. Just want to showcase. Um, he's a son of Sweet Lou. This horse here, but um, they pace a world record in one forty-seven-four around a five-eighths track here. That's him getting to second. Um, Sweet Lou's doing some amazing jobs. He's got Confederate, who won the. Um, uh, Meadowlands Pace last week and then this horse has come out uh, this weekend in a heat and gone 47 and 4 um, lose, getting the job done uh, right across the ditch so great supporters of mine and I want to make sure people can actually uh, see that you can see you found the line really really well some good racing in America uh, right at the minute as we speak so there, there is plenty going on there we've got Ben Stud on the line but as I said always got to say thank you to the guys at Woodlands woodlandstud.co.nz Big news today with uh, uh, Love Me Too and coming across for the derbies, which is exciting for Victorian Racing Full Stop that we're going to have uh, the NZB Millions winner. Um, so we've already won. Uh, I don't know if it's a group race. Canberra, if you're on. I'm not sure if it is a group race or listed race. Um, yep. But anyway, CC Contracting is on there. That is not me. That's the, bet, the only CC I don't have sewn up. Um not sure but anyway it is a, it's a um that was a very well well credentialed race um and then also he won the uh, northern derby uh back when i was over there for the row cup um he's a super super horse and he's coming out here to contest our derby in late october which is on redwood day so for the trotting purists it's going to be a great time of the year um going on there and of course what the hill's part of, The Well, not huge roster, but the roster for Woodland Stud, um, down by the Seaside, Lather Up, Betters Delight, Sweet Lou, American Ideal, and Speeding Spur, but the Fab Five are there, as Hughesy likes to call them. So um, get in touch with the guys at Woodlands, as I said, woodlandstud.co.nz. Rightio, I'm going to try and see if we can get Mark Barton on the phone. Um, It's just going to depend on where he actually was as to whether or not I can actually get him. Um, quite often he'll send me a text message back, but I don't think he's going to. Hello. Mark Barton, uh, thank you very much for joining me on Loose Lines, mate. No, good on you, mate. Good to have a chat again. It is It, it is good to chat. I'm going to have to move that logo, but that's a, that's okay. Which part of the world do we find you in at the minute, mate?
2: Mate, I'm going through the main street of Young in... New South Wales, it's nine degrees in Young. It's been over to Forbes and Bathurst today, and then back through. The, the
0: The weather is turning though. There's no problems there. You can see spring is in the air, and there's a lot of uh, good spring in the step if you like. With a lot of people, mate.
2: Mate, yeah. Look, I guess looking at around home, which is actually a tiny bit earlier than normal. The canola's just starting to come out in the uh, in the Riverina and all the Southwest Slopes just now. So it's it's good, and I think. Yeah, we've had four or five ripened days, but um, some pretty good frost before we get uh, we get warmed up. But it's it's uh, yeah, it's nice in our part of the world. We've got just enough moisture, and the cattle drop kicked forty cents yesterday in Wodonga, so we're going better.
0: Always always (laughs) got to be positive. Radio. I had you on last week. I had a bottle of water um, sitting against a microphone lead. Anyone wondering why the audio was so bad? um, I do apologize for that, but we want to reiterate, I suppose, um, the nutrient races when they're coming up, the incentives. um, There's a few things there that we want to make sure people um, are across and are aware of. Firstly, the nutrient race dates uh, they're here next week, Bardo. They start Tuesday in Menangle, yeah. uh, Bendigo, yes, Wednesday, mate, yep. Bendigo Wednesday night, and then back to Kilmore on the Thursday night with the Trotters.
2: Yeah, that's it, mate. That's exciting next week. We're, um, uh, we've, you know, I think, we're well, I think they close probably tomorrow. I reckon in, um, in New South Wales End, um, and Victoria, yep. but we've got yeah the 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 uh, paces we're we're looking at. Um, yeah, providing heats for the Pacers in New South Wales as well, but it's um it's exciting for us, mate. There's a lot of, particularly the three-year-olds that are well known. But you know, I, I know, yeah. You look at look at a couple of the the rising superstars, and probably the New South Wales one, yeah, Lux Turner. Probably the two-year-old filly has had a, um, I think she won a pink bonnet and um, Bathurst, so she's probably the one, um, the one that everyone in the uh, in the New South Wales colours are talking
0: about. Yeah, and I've been fortunate enough to see her firsthand, and she's a She's a beautiful filly, and um, yeah, the people behind her have a bit of good fun. Actually, just on that horse there, Ricky Orchin drove his 500th winner yesterday, so congratulations to Ricky. So, um, which no, is, good on that's him. That's he's a good man, Ricky. He's a uh, he's a bit of fun too, to actually, to To be around. Oh, look, he's been, been a great supporter of Nutrient since we've been in
2: it. The um, you know, our first sale, our first ready to run, I reckon he put round, what seven or eight horses for us, and no, he's been um. It, it, He's been very helpful. All the Alton boys have been great
0: helpers, actually. And one of those horses is Lettuce Trot, who is still winning races and doing a great job for Nathan Jack. has got him now. Yeah, and I guess you go back another step and look at who owned those or who bred them. Um, Lettuce Trot again comes out of that Carlefield
2: stable, and we've got... Well, he must nearly still be one of the uh, the favourites for the Eureka, wouldn't he, a Carlefield bred horse in Queensland?
0: Yep, leap to fame. Yep, so... Leap yeah. to
2: fame, yeah. Yeah, and then well, then they've obviously bred the full brother as well that won last week. But it's, um, it's yeah, no, they've, they've had a uh, they've had some good success. But it's a uh, yeah, a, a good time on the back of the Queensland Carnival, and it sort of rolls on into our, our races. Uh, really looking forward to the 11th of Bendigo for our finals. And uh, like we said last week, you, you roll around in, in sort of just under seven months. We're um, we're back to Mel- Melton with um, it's what 2.2 million dollars in in uh, surprise money over the seven months.
0: Absolutely. So that is, um, we want to make sure people are aware of these for a start. That Melbourne in April, um, and the weekend that that will be. Um, it won't, well, 13, won't be a week. Eight. It actually won't be a weekend really because it'll be pretty much a week to ten days um, towards the end of the sales year. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. You said 13, 14, 15. Is that the three dates? Uh, yeah. Well, it's
2: it's Saturday, Sunday's are thirteen, fourteen. Yep. And uh, we'll sell again on. The, we'll sell also on the Friday night. If numbers in yeah, if that's what numbers dictate to us, so we're um we're, we're looking at um it's certainly the, the finals of the uh, of the racing on the uh, on a Saturday thirteenth and uh, Saturday Sunday is the fourteenth, and we go back to the Friday the twelfth um, if we need the extra numbers.
0: Now one point two five million will be on offer on that night um, at Benigo oh, sorry, at Melton. Is it Melton or Bendigo? Uh, yeah, Ma- yeah, no, be-
2: Bendigo this year, maybe Melton next year. Yeah, so going back to headquarters at um. Uh, the request of HRV, they've um, they've got you know plan to try and you know, help us with the whole weekend, and that was um, one of the things they think they can best you know best, um, promote the races and promote the weekend through uh, with the Melbourne
0: Club. But a little bit of clarity, I suppose, for some people, Bardo is that it is not a locked in deal that will be in Melbourne um, forever and a day. That is one thing we, we I suppose no, we need to get no, the message look, out there because some people think that we are, you're only going to be a Melbourne sales company.
2: No, no, definitely. But look, it's a um, We've got, look, obviously Sunshine Stars with the horse we sold in Brisbane. They'll race in August. Um, Yeah, we'd like to think we can do something even in 2024. We'd love to um, come up with something else in New South Wales uh, around our sale race horses. And it's a 2024 deal at this stage. Um, uh, Matt Isaacson, new CEO of Harness Racing Victoria, he's new in the job. And we uh, we both said, look, let's do this this year and let's review it. Um, I'm, I'm very mindful that, uh, between Bathurst and Sydney, the turnover or the, the, the market that we represented last year is nearly equal between Sydney and uh, or New South Wales and Victoria. They're both um, uh, around the same turnover, so we, we've got to be um, mindful. And, and look, I think the April race in Melbourne allows the Bathurst horses, to uh, those horses to um, trial again in Sydney and then come down to um down to Victoria for our, our April
0: final next year too. Yep, no, I think that's important. And then you mentioned there before about Queensland, there's a few changes potentially to Queensland next year, uh, I suppose, where it'll be hosted, um, but also the commitment is still with the guys at the Sunshine Stars um, to continue to grow, yep. grow that product. Yeah, look, racing
2: Queensland, Albion Park, the guys at the Creek, uh, they've committed to the same price pool as last year, which was paces 125000 to two-year-old pacing fillies and pacing colts. Uh, then they'll roll on again. The Sunshine Stars race for $100,000 as three-year-olds. Um, they'll have a $25,000 trotting filly for two-year-olds and a $25,000 trotting uh, colt or gilding for two-year-olds. And if that race didn't stand up with norms, they would combine that into a $50,000 mix set. So that's what they'll offer uh, any horse sold through that. Um, so next year in Albion Park, it'll be out there uh, the race racetrack again. It'll be a one day sale on Sunday, the eleventh of February. Um, if you pay up for Nutrient, it, it, it effectively means that you know, those babies are going to chase three hundred plus thousand dollars as um, as two year olds uh, the paces, and the Sunshine Star pacing three year olds will. Chase no less another two hundred. So, so if
0: you buy a horse out of that market, it, it gives you half a million dollars worth of incentives. Yep, which is important to, to note and important for people to be aware of. And you don't have to be a part of Queensland to sell at the Sunshine Stars or some guys from um, New South Wales did it last year. I don't think we had we had plenty of Victorians up there, but I don't think we had any Victorian sellers up there except for you know, Ben Stud, but um, we, we, you know, yep. you, you could sort of say New South Wales, but um, there is also that opportunity for people to say, "Well, hang on, we could, you know, try and our arm because they're doing some great things in Queensland with stake money and and what they are doing with race incentives." So it is, you know, think outside the square. Sometimes there is always other options, isn't there? Well, look, I
2: think they announced on the weekend. You'd have went across that um, already that you know, the, the the club announced this extra half million dollar slot racing Queensland. So. Yeah, that's um, and that's open to open anyone to to, uh, to nominate for, I believe, as well. So you've got um, yeah, you know, they've got the uh, racing Queensland um um machines behind Albion Park, and they're um, yeah, they're they're a, they're a terrific club. And I think I said last year it was great to work with um yeah, a progressive and proactive um group in Queensland. Uh, we look forward to doing a better job again next year. Was a you know, it was a tough series. Of sales last year but we were up I think numbers generally speaking are going to be yeah the, the, the buyers won't have quite as much to choose from just in the natural uh, numbers that will be on offer I reckon in 2024.
0: Yep absolutely I think they're doing great jobs Matty Cooper I'll get to yours in a second but uh, Brad Steele's come in um, I'm sure we'll see some of the 2023 nutrient yearlings in the 2024 $500,000 Ladbrokes Proto Star, it's an open two-year-old. Um, Next Constellations, that's the slot race um, that was announced. So um, exactly that. They they also have the opportunity to race in some ripping races up there in Queensland.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And look, and like I say, if, if Brad's there, I think um, again it was. I think it, it was a, a record patronage um, for their, um, uh, their 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 uh, program over this last uh, last month. Their carnival was yeah it was terrific roller, but I think. Yeah, fantastic racing. We're uh, heading up here on the 19th of the series to um, watch them go around. But it's, it's, a, it's a great club and a great atmosphere and yeah, fantastic horses coming
0: out of it. He sent some photos through about the crowds that they had there and it's um it's terrific. Matthew Cooper-Bardo has said, what about uh, Tassie, Mark? Um, can we combine... Uh, with Victoria, maybe. Oh, okay, sorry. I only read the first part. I was thinking, oh, you want you to sell in Tassie. Uh, can we combine with Victoria, maybe? Um, I suppose there's a little a few other things that have got to go under the bridge there first, so, Bardo, with that to happen.
2: Um, look, I, I've, I've had not a lot, but I've had some dialogue with, you know, with um, harness racing in Tasmania and actually catching up with, um, with a few people from Tassie again next week. Just to explore, you know, what the state's up to and the same thing which I really encourage if we can, you know, from a commercial or a sales point of view, bring something constructive to uh, to the state of Tasmania. I, I don't know what that looks like, but I'm really certainly keen that I have got a meeting uh, in the book that I couldn't tell you what day it's actually now for, but I am definitely meeting with um, uh, some people from a uh, part of and the on, on a Zoom conference, to talk about what the channel can't do, you
0: yeah, moving forward. Um, one of the things where Maddie might get confused too is it is actually sold as a nutrient sale but it's not it's a nutrient store in Tasmania. It's not the same as um, here in the mainland. It's a little bit differently, Matthew. So just so you're aware, um, albeit that it is sold by guys who work for nutrient it's a little bit differently the way yep. that that's set up. I've been fortunate enough to be across there. It's a lot of fun. Hopefully this year they can uh, set a date where I can get back there. I think we were in Queensland last year when the, when the um, same sale was on. So hopefully everyone can get together and I can get back across there. Cause they're very passionate, um, and it would be good to have them part of a big race series. I think that'd be something exciting, but a lot of water to go under the bridge there for you, Bardo, first.
2: Uh, look, the, the little bit I understand about Tazzy, I think if, you, if the, the race value of your youngsters, your two-year-old racing, is it right 15,000 bucks um, minimum a race pool I think for Tasmanian two-year-olds, or there's some good things happening in Tasmania?
0: And some great incentives with the breeders as well, getting, um, you get cash basically when your foal hits the ground and then when they win a race and it's yeah really really exciting what they actually do over there so i think hats off to those guys i'll catch up with someone might catch up with someone one day in a a little bit of a quieter time first time ever a queensland um harness race turned over a million dollars um that was from brad from last week, so they're definitely on the right foot. They're having a lot of fun. I know Pat Driscoll and Louise Toulman were up there, um, and we'll speak about the Trotters in a sec. But uh, they were up there, and they were blown away—not uh, only by the hospitality, but just the atmosphere that was on up there. And a uh, bit of truth in the matter, Bardo, just so that uh, you and I are on the same page, that um, Brad Steele shouted them out to tea. I've, I haven't seen him shout me. Or I don't think he shouted you out either. So we just might hold that one—that uh, one to him.
2: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll be careful there. Brad's been uh, very, very supportive of me. I think I've had a um, a, a, a beer and a, and a feed that, uh, that Brad might have picked up at that time, but um, I'll send at a different corner to you. Obviously, <laughs> you haven't earned uh, the same stripes yet, mate.
0: That's sure all that'll be. Oh, well, I'll, ke- <laughs> I'll, I'll keep, uh, keep putting it out there. He is, uh, he is the king of uh, bad shirts. Don't worry about that. I've still got this one on file for you, Bradley, so don't, don't worry one bit about that. Trotters Boto at Kill. Sorry.
2: I was going to say, if uh, if you or Brad want to come and join us on the 11th of Bendigo, um, we'd um, we'd love to show a little bit of hospitality at the, at the finals of the Bendigo Club. So I'm sure we'll uh, if you if you're thirsty or want to feed, there yeah, then we'll try and throw a few a uh, few things that, that um, at your at anyone. But that that is open an open invitation And for people to get to those finals. Yeah, we 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 want to be inclusive. We'll have something set up there to um any of the patrons there. We can hopefully enjoy that a beer and enjoy some good racing.
0: Yeah, absolutely bad. Li- oh, bad line. I know what he's on about. He- In other words, he can't hear me. I was thinking, what's he on about there? But that's okay. Uh, we've got plenty plenty of uh, people watching. The Trotters go to Kilmore on the Thursday. So as I said, the first is at Menangle, um, Second at Bendigo with the Heats. And then we go to... Um, Kilmore with the Trotters, exciting to see the Trotters, great support from Harasta Trotters, Bardo, and their their continued support with Nutrien, um, and it's going to be cool to see them playing at home this year. They didn't get to play at home last year, we were in Sydney, uh, so I'm sure the team there will be excited. I did notice that um, uh, Anton Galeno trialed two two-year-olds um, at Bendigo the other night. I know there's a few Trotters just sneaking around at the trials, mate, getting ready for this race series.
2: Yeah, look, I've been in touch with a few people that um, uh, we've updated our list so that people can see what horses are, are eligible for these races, but um, it'll be good for me. I haven't been to the more tracks, so I'm, um, I'm happy to. I'm looking forward to that. The other thing, it's not that far, I reckon, from Kite, where my son lives, so I might be able to get a bed but not too much cost too, mate, on, on Thursday.
0: So here, here is the naive New South Welshman. You're going to Kilmore trots, and you're going to thaw out by staying in Kyneton, mate. I tell you, you're in for an experience next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, will say, I will say that. And there'll be a lot of people grinning, grinning at uh, that one. Jack Butler's on there because he bought horses last year uh, from the sales. Yeah, you need more than this truckies cap when you go to Kilmore, mate. But that's okay. I think it'll be a great night and it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, no. no, it should be, I mate. And look, at, I think
2: that's it. It's... Um... It's good to see the trotters going around in Victoria. It's, it's really the heartland of the trotter in Australia at this point. But um, I think you know we've got um, we've got a lot of capable horses. When you actually go through what horses are potentially up for these um, these, these heats next week, um, you're looking forward to that and really looking forward to um, a, a great final. And it's, it's, it's serious coin for those three-year-olds, one hundred and twenty-five thousand for the three-year-old Phillies and the three-year-old colts. So it's um, yeah, it's, it's it's serious money and it's it's a, it's a yeah, great event.
0: Brad Steele showing his age, the Red Lion I'm not sure if it's the same Red line as what it used to be, Bradley, but that's okay, and, and Alex Hurley She is. Uh, she's in the middle of those two not quite in the middle, well, geographically but pretty close to it, and she's got three laughing faces and three frozen faces, Bardo um, she knows exactly where I'm coming from <laughs> it, so. we, we, we talked about doing some new caps next year, and I did have a, um, a trainer from Victoria, she
2: could be well advised to put uh, maybe 100 nutrient beanies might be a better next April for it. so I'll, uh, I'll take that on board. We might be able to get a few uh, branded
0: beanies the next season. There's a follicly tested person at the other end of this microphone, mate. He won't be against that either, don't worry about that. But that's okay. <laughs> um, but I thank you. That's the one thing. Uh, the catalogue is open now. Oh, sorry, entries are open now for yep. the catalogue for next year's sale. Um, we want people to yep. August 31st. Um, and, and, you know, definitely have a good think too to about it as well as, like I said, with Queensland, also Bathurst because Bathurst is, um, you know, it's an exciting... It was a lot of fun last year. Um, it was it was good. So uh, that's <laughs> something... A <laughs> big,
2: big one to remember about Bathurst, mate, is if you buy a horse at Bathurst and you want to pay it up for the nutrient in Keddie, uh, you've got the ability to go to Bathurst now and pay up for, you know, nutrient in... in um, in uh, wherever it might be, whether that's Melbourne again in twenty-five or in um, or in Sydney, but it's a it's a, it's a great sale. We saw, yeah, we saw terrific horses go around. I think um, the thing that I surprised our first year just how many people used their first win bonuses, their vouchers in New South Wales to help um, secure a horse. And I remember watching some of those horses go around during the carnival, and so on and so them, that was a four thousand dollar winner, four thousand dollar purchase at the at Bathurst and oh that horse was good one the Oats it came out of
0: Bathurst and oh that horse won the Derby came out of Bathurst so there's some terrific horses that have been through that Bathurst farm. Yep the New South Wales Oaks and Derby winners um both came out of that Bathurst sale and I don't think in fact I know neither of them exceeded $10,000 in purchase price so it is a great sale um and the other part it's a lot of fun very welcoming place um, as well Bardo which is really really key but um that's a little way away. We just want to make sure people are aware of that. The race incentives when uh, there's next six months here in Victoria. Um, I'd better get my screen up because otherwise I'm going to say the wrong amount. Uh, it's not on that one. What is it? Two point. Yeah, well 2.2 2 million
2: between um, our August and our April races over the next seven months is, is what'll, what'll change hands for two and three-year-olds mares um, and, and uh, prodders. So uh, that's good. We're open until the 31st of August with our entries. Um, our program we do that, then that gives us a monthly to get uh, Alan Parker again going to our pedigree pages, and I don't think anybody can do them better. Uh, we get them to the vendors, they prove those, and we have our catalogue live in October, um, but we wait for the Breeders' Crown results so we can update uh, our, our print catalogue in November, and then we try and get it out around the 15th of December so we can have them dispatched and hopefully on people's. Um, coffee table before Christmas, that's the plan, right? Yep,
0: absolutely. And it will be
2: a standalone, brand on online, we will be a uh, standalone catalogue uh, for Brisbane this year, because they'll be the 11th of February, so they've come forward back to a more traditional Queensland sale date, so we will make that a standalone catalogue so that those, um, those vendors we can get them out uh, well and truly 8 weeks, 10 weeks before the sale.
0: No, absolutely. If Brad is there, I might actually, if he sends me a thumbs up, I might give him a call, actually, just a recap on there. Jamie Lee King is watching, Craig Milne, and Bernie Ring from um, Redcliffe is actually sitting there watching as well. So um, I just might give Brad a quick call. We'll have a quick touch off um, on that. Any queries, anyone wanting to know anything, get in touch with Gemma Smallman. Her phone number is there. It's o4. Four seven three five six five four nine, or you can ring mark barton oh four one nine four double eight two five six get in touch with those guys or go to nutrient uh i knew i had to have one in the way dot um and follow the links there there's plenty of people to get in touch with um as well but um yep make sure you, you ring the guys and um have a good discussion about it Bardo thank you uh thank you very much uh Appreciate you coming on. I do apologise last week. Didn't realise it was a bottle of water against the microphone. It, uh, <laughs> between that and Nick, Nick Hooper tonight, I didn't plug my headphones in. I couldn't work out why I couldn't hear him. I hung up on him three times and then uh, realised I didn't have them plugged in. So, yeah. So, no, you've been
2: chattled. chattel. I made it mate, so I appreciate that. But I um, uh, like always, mate, I think it's, uh, it's great your platform gets our message back a lot of um, our our, our you know, breeder clients as well as a lot of the other uh, racing clients. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's 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 probably the next stage for our business, but we're really evolving to start to see some of our graduates become recognised racing names now. So that's you know really exciting, and um, we look forward to um, helping anyone leading into these sales. We've got yeah, you know, we've already got some good tre- steady um entries rolling in. So it's uh, it's already looking. I won't go saying names of horses yet, yep. or, or what's in there, but. There's two or three really, yeah, really exciting horses I've already said in
0: the catalogue. So no. in the uh, on the online catalogue, so we'll uh, we'll talk about that another day. Absolutely, Diane Riley's on there, of course from Queensland, a proud Queenslander as well. So I'll definitely get uh, Brad on in a sec. He hasn't given me a thumb up or not. I'll just I'll just ring him. Uh, Campbell's comments, but I'll probably go live at the, on loose lines. Is a Wednesday night show. There's every chance I'll go live from Bendigo. We'll have a bit of fun there on the track. Uh, depending on race scheduling and things along those lines. But um, Kath McIntosh, the, the vet, she also has got the uh, Heidi George um, series will be on that night as well. So it's going to be a good night of racing. So uh, yeah, On Loose Lines will be live where I'll sit set up and that we'll just wait and see. But uh yeah, we'll be we'll be live there and we'll try and get some of the it'd be nice if we get a couple of the winners of the heats, just get them to come on live and a bit of feedback as well, mate. But uh really appreciate yeah, you give yeah, me give me a yell, mate, and um, hopefully you haven't stopped driving because I know you've got a little ways to go. But uh thank you very much, Bardo. And um, as always if hopefully you'll be back on the show next week actually live from Benigo, mate. So No nah, sounds good, Bill. I'm going past another
2: client of yours and mine, Andrew Sheridan, place at Wallambi
0: now, so I'm about now from home. Yeah, is that is that super uh, sorry service station opened up yet or not? No,
2: they're
0: still building it. <laughs> it's <the> slowest. <laughs> <laughs> it's the slowest service station I've ever seen. Two years so far.
2: No,
0: they, no, they, <laughs> don't, they don't like putting in on sheets in the winter. It seems, mate. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, mate. Let you go. Talk to you again, see you, mate. Thank you very much, Mark Barton, uh, joining me there, uh, talking all things uh, nutrient, and we want to make sure that people are, you know, we're across all of those, there's some Conflicting stories being set out there um, that the sales will be solely and uh, completely in um, Victoria, but that's not the case. Uh, not the cases yet. You never know what Victoria offer or New South Wales or Queensland might offer. So yeah, so that is always um, one way to go. A couple of little highlights. I wanted to highlight before. I will try Brad um, and see if we can get hold of him. He hasn't given me a yes or a no, so I'll just ring him. No, he just says. Oh, yeah, I know what that said, so that's okay. Um, should have said there before, the locomotive, uh, Wayne Potter trains to locomotive. Looking forward to him starting uh, next week at Kilmore. He will be on the 3rd, but Tasma... Tasman Potter, uh, Wayne's daughter, trained her first winner the other day. I think she's had seven winners as a driver and now she actually had her first winner as a, as a uh, trainer and she drove that horse as well. So congratulations to you for that. Uh, Megan Coburn is watching as well. I think that's a Queenslander as well. And then Tristan, Tristan Larson, Kirk Larson's um, son. Drove his first winner today at Yarra Valley. He's driven 27 winners in New Zealand, but he notched up his first win today for Brent Lilly um, at Yarra Valley. So congratulations to Tristan uh, there. Has got a, um, uh, a Victorian connection. Uh, uh, Michelle Parrish, I think it is. Yes, I'm pretty sure it's Michelle Parrish's son, Tristan. So congratulations to him um, on getting the, getting the chocolates. And hopefully, Hopefully, I've got Brad on the phone. Um, he did tell me he was ready to go. Well, he was good to go. Yes. Hello, Bradley. How are you, mate? Hi, Paul. Great. Thank you. 21 degrees, fantastic at the moment. <laughs> Sorry, did you say it was a bad line? I can hang up. That's fine. There's not a hassle, <laughs> <laughs> not a hassle there at all. Uh, at all. Uh, firstly, mate, thank you for joining me. I really do uh, uh, awesome. appreciate it. Um, and I also, in all seriousness, I appreciate everyone that gets involved in the shows because the way social media works is the more you get involved, uh, the more the page grows. So it makes a huge difference to me that... Uh, people commenting, getting involved, and, and commenting on uh, certain things. It actually just continues to help it grow, as does people like Mark Barton and that um, coming on live with me as well. So I uh, I do really appreciate it. So it makes a world of difference and a little bit of fun. Dennis Howe is watching from Wagga. So he was probably uh, listening to Bardo driving on his way home, great man, Mataranka Farm. So good to, good to have him on there as well. Um, you'd be happy to know, Brad, I found that shirt that you uh, were in last week. I don't actually mind that shirt. I just like hanging hanging it on you, but uh, that's okay. Um, Queensland recap. I suppose a, a wash up of, of the carnival, um, albeit that it's only just finished. I would imagine you you probably haven't even sat down and really digested it. But overall, how was it?
3: Yeah, look, I think it was fantastic, uh, Paul. And you know, every year we try and try and lift it, and I think this year um, the feedback is that we have lifted again. From last year, when you look at across the board, um, you know, patronage on the night, uh, all our hospitality were were sold out for the last couple of nights. The racetrack attendance, particularly on Black the Fake Night, was probably one of the largest crowds that we've seen at the creek for for a long, long time. Lots of new faces, lots of younger faces under 35 years of age, which is our our target market. And just on that last night, uh, oh, sorry, over the four nights of the carnival, our wagering will be up. Uh, Year on year, but on the Blacks of Fake Night, it's the first time ever in the history of Queensland Harness that we actually turned over a million dollars on one race. Uh, So really, really good uh, support from the punters and and the public and lots of visitors from Victoria, uh, New South Wales and and New Zealand a couple from Tasmania as well. So each year we're seeing more and more people come up from down south and across from from the ditch, which really adds to, to the carnival.
0: It, it's possibly uh, one of the challenges um, getting everyone there at the at the one time. Just before I'll, I'll come back to that question, Brad. I um I'll put it out there, but I'll, I'll come back to it. I would imagine getting all of the figures uh, from TAB turnover. well I, I know here in Victoria, it's it's not something that you. Uh, the races run and won, and the TAB or Ladbrokes or whoever you're talking to can necessarily give you those figures. So that million-dollar turnover on the Blacksafocus itself, that could be a lot higher by the time they actually sit down. I would imagine they've seen it and they've said, uh, "This is past a million dollars," but you won't know the full wash-up for a week or two. I would imagine.
3: That's right. Well, from across all the wagering providers, we know at an absolute minimum, uh, as of today, it was 1.05 million. So there's probably still a little bit more rounding up to go on that. Um, but as I said, it, it did pass that $1 million figure, uh, which has never been achieved on a single Queensland race ever. And that includes, you know, when we hosted Inner Dominions. and probably, as most people would appreciate, wagering this environment is a little bit flat. Yep. Uh, so to actually achieve those sort of numbers speaks a lot about the carnival. It speaks about the promotion that, you know, racing Queensland and the club, Put in and all the support that we got from our from our wagering partner in Ladbrokes as well, and it's all come together to deliver, you know, probably uh, uh, a better result than many had forecast. Um,
0: I'm big. I'm not big on it. I, I try not to talk about the punt. Um, I don't have anything wrong with the punt. I actually enjoy a punt myself as well, so don't worry about that. But. Uh, I, I want us to think about trying to make a market outside of that as well as with that, but it, it's so important and those figures are just so, you know, enlightening and I'm sure a lot of states would be rapt to hear those. Maybe a little bit of jealousy, but also at the end of the day, probably just excitement of the fact that people still will bet on it if we can put the product out there in the right manner.
3: Yeah, absolutely, Paul. I think, you know, um, reading through social media, I think, Some of the things that we did this year, particularly in conjunction with race in Queensland uh, and others, has really worked for us. Uh, We've sort of bucked the tide a little bit. Um, But as you keep saying, Paul, you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So within the next month, we'll circle back and do a full review on our carnival and and what we can, you know, change next year. But other important metrics for us is the number of people we had through the gate, um, the food and bev takings, I mean... For example, on Blacks to Fake Night, our cauldrons were completely stocked with uh, refreshments, um, making sure me. everyone stayed hydrated. Um, and we actually ran out uh, sort of halfway through the night. We had to go and get another thirty cartons, thirty cartons of um, uh, refreshments. Um, so, you know, from all metrics, um, it was an outstanding, outstanding result.
0: It's a, it's a great problem to have and as long as a person waiting for the next beer wasn't waiting for the cartons to come in it's it's that's a terrific result because it, it definitely means that things are on the um the uh the um the right track um going forward why do what's what why do you get a great crowd to the blacks are fake um but maybe not the rising sun or or the other races um going forward
3: I think, uh, I think
0: increased uh,
3: advertising pool uh, on the eve of the Blacks are fake race Racing Queensland in conjunction with the Creek ran a four-page spread in the Courier-Mail, which I couldn't recall the last time that we did that. So I think that helped. Uh, I think the elevation and the anticipation of um, Leap to Fame as well. We really amped up uh, the on-course promotion and the free giveaways post uh, the Rising Sun. But what I would say is the turnover on the Rising Sun and the Harada Trotters Great Square was the highest uplift of any of the race nights year on year. So, from you know an interest perspective from wagering, uh, the Rising Sun, the Great Square night outperformed every other race night.
0: That's that's good. Although, be it it, it is it was, really good. That was the first night of the Great Square, so people could say that. But that in itself is a bonus because you would have had another race on that night anyway. So you've bought a trotting race in, um, and. It hasn't even plateaued. It's it's gone up. So that, that it's is, elevated.
3: Yeah. yeah, Paul, our wagering on the rising sun, the Great Square night was up seven hundred on the same meeting last year. It was by far the greatest increase of any of the nights of our constellations. Was the rising sun and the Great Square. And apart from having leaked to fame in the rising sun, the thing that's changed is the Great Square. Yep. Um, so we think the wagering on the Great Square was was uh, very strong. Uh, hence
0: why we got that uplift of 700000 um, I said there before about the crowds. Um, we'll come back to the Great Square and the Trotters in a sec, but the crowds that you you were able to... Um, you, sorry, not the crowds, the participants that you're able to get. Mm. The joy I had two years ago, um, you know, watching Ray Green bring out, um, copy that, American Dealer, and the other horse, I forget his name, but by Sir Lincoln, and these were sort of... A copy of that was known, um, but at the time, I don't think he'd won a New Zealand Cup. No, he hadn't. And uh, American Dealer definitely wasn't a Derby horse and the likes. And these horses sort of came out of nowhere. Cran Dalgetty, Nathan Purden were up there. You had this great mix of um, New Zealanders that came. You then got, uh, the next year, you got Greg Sugars and, and, and the likes. This year, yeah, you only had to listen to Sky Channel the other night. The New South Welshmen were coming to the fore. How big a carnival, plus your locals, but how big a carnival would it be if you could manage to sort of get all of them there at once? It'd just be massive, wouldn't it?
3: I think that's the Nirvana, Paul, that ultimately it will happen. Um, this year, yes, we had the promise of quite a few Kiwis that are coming over, like Merlin, for example, was coming for the Rising Sun, but had a foot issue, and a few of the other better horses had plans to be here as well. But I think one of the one of the challenges and opportunities we need to solve for, for next year and it's not just for New Zealand, it's for Victorians as well that wish to fly their horses across. Some of the costs that I'm hearing that some of the connections have to pay to get their horses up from Victoria and across from New Zealand is starting to get right up there, and I think you know the club in Racing Queensland probably need to talk to a couple of um, uh, carriers there to see what we can do to try and make it a little bit more economical for for participants to get their horses up or across from New Zealand. I think that might help solve some of the, the challenges for, for the Kiwis uh, as well, and I know for some connections in Victoria, it's sort of like 15,000-plus yeah. one-way ticket to fly from Victoria to Queensland. So I think if we can help to solve for that, um, I think we might see even a few more horses come up. And you're right, this year we got more New South Wales than we got last year. We continue to get strong um, support from Victoria. Um, we did have a few Kiwis come across, but probably not to the numbers that we thought early on, uh, and they just fell by the, by the wayside. Uh, but I know it's only a matter of time before they all come together.
0: Um, uh, it's actually, um, it's quite a, it's, I suppose, a, it's interesting how it, how it does work. At the end of the day, I think right at the minute you've probably got the best horses. You mentioned there before about uh, Merlin and maybe a couple of Mark Purdens from New South Wales, um, and there's possibly a couple of Victorian horses that are just sitting back, um, you know, behave. But across the board, you must have been wrapped with the quality of horses, both pacing and trotting, that you were able to get there to the. To that carnival this year
3: it was great paul i think i think when i look at a lot of those races it's the depth that continues to improve like years gone by maybe there's you know three or four really solid horses there it's now like six and seven eight horses in a field that you know are, are fantastic horses so i think it's the depth and the quality just continues to to improve uh and this year the queensland um owned horses and trained horses did did particularly well in our Carnival too, so we're starting to step up a little bit more in terms of the quality as well. But I think also for some of our interstate and and Kiwi connections, um, they realise that you you have to have a pretty good horse to bring across for the carnival to, to make it, you know, worthy for the connections to bring it. So I think, you know, um that's testament to how strong this carnival is getting that it will continue to attract you know the best of the best that, that are racing at that particular time. And and it was great to have the West Australians come across. I know Rob Tomlinson, for example. Yeah. There was 40, 40 people flew in from Western Australia to support Magnificent Storm. Um, so you know that's the first time that we've had a WA horse there for a while, and they they flew forty people across.
0: Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, which is fantastic. You might not get Magnificent Storm next year. You might. You don't know. But um, you got to try and try and get sort of two or three of those people, and maybe the next. Big West Australian horse to come out as well. That's that's always our challenges in the industry. That's um, not a Queensland challenge. That's the the challenges, and um, you guys have got a bit of a blueprint, if you like, for for the um, the carnivals going forward. The the trotters, Brad. Um, I think personally, as a person who loves the trotters, um, and I think they're the the future. I reckon you, you get yourselves a nine out of ten, um, and I'm not being too 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 harsh. It was just unfor- oh. unfortunately the 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 Oaks and the Derby just didn't work. The Oaks probably was a pass mark because of the, it had all the fillies that were in form. If you like there, maybe it would have been nice to get a couple more. But Dave Miles made mention. Rocking with Attitude is, uh, is the benchmark. So why are they other Victorians going to go up there and chase her around uh, when they can stay at home and, and wait for those other races? So I suppose there's pluses and minus, but the derby would have been probably a disappointment for the club's point of view.
3: Yeah, I mean, we'd always like a a bigger field pool, but I think as time goes on, um, that pool will start to get uh, bigger as as we keep holding those races. So, uh, And I expect the pool might be even larger uh, next year, and it was the first year. Um, so we'll sit down and just see what else we can do to try and, you know, fill those fields up a little bit more. As a minimum, we'd love to have a minimum of eight race, eight horses in, in each of those races. It didn't happen this year, but some of the horses that we had in there, as you said, Rock of Attitude did an outstanding job. I think it's now won three or four group ones, uh, which is, you know, uh, outstanding for, for a horse so young. Um, so, yeah, it, it probably didn't hit the numbers that we needed, but it's not to say that it was... A failure. Um, it's just things that we can tweak to to keep building it uh, year on year because I think it's still an Oaks and it's still a Derby and it looks great on a pedigree uh, and it's a great uh, aspirational race that all owners and breeders uh, want to win. So we'll keep pushing them along, Paul. It's, it can only it can only improve from here, and that's just that, that benchmark for us.
0: No, nah, you're right. She won three Group 1s in a row, that mare uh, rocking with attitude had, then ran fourth in, the, uh, in the thing. And please, absolutely, I'm not knocking – the one thing I do embrace was it was the first year. People have got to be aware. This is actually the first year you've had an Oaks and a Derby. So that part in itself, um, hats off to you guys and, and going from there. Uh, it's just – you know, it was possibly just the the one thing. But would you consider Ooh. moving them, Brett? Is that something that you guys might consider um, – Maybe prior to the Great Square to to have the build up for the Great Square. Maybe you unearth a, a yes. horse that may not have you know been targeted at the Great Square. Maybe one of the locals stands up against Rockin' with attitude and they say, "Well, hang on, we're going to have a crack."
3: No, I think you're right, Paul. There there's some really good tweaks that we'll definitely sit down and and have a look at because I do think there are some some ways there that we actually can uh, make that a little bit more appealing and, and attractive. Um, and with the with the Great Square, we've also similar to the Rising Sun, where we have a lead-up race where Queensland trained horses can go uh, can go straight into a Rising Sun. We're going to do something similar uh, with the Great Square next year as well. So we'll, we can do some more preliminary lead-up races, both for the Oaks and the Derby and also uh, the Great Square, just, just to tweak that a little bit more. So you're right, right, there are a couple of good things there that we certainly can, uh, can do. And that planning has actually already started. We had our first meeting today, so believe it or not, we're already working on next year's Constellation uh, Carnival.
0: I believe you should be, and I think, you know, as an industry, we all need to be doing what exactly what you guys are doing, follow your lead and uh, and embrace it. Uh, the older horse, Trotters, they like uh, you had the Queensland Trotters Cup, a group one event. Um, it's part of the Grand Circuit for the Trotters as well, which possibly uh, doesn't get marketed enough, the Grand Circuit for Trotters, but Majestic Trio was awesome. But you've got horses like Sugar and Spice for Pete and Chantel. Uh, mm. She won the week before. The the old age Trotters, uh, that's a well-deserved well tick, but, um, some people would say, well, they're probably not quite the, the the top liners. Take your top liner there. Try and beat them. Um, you know, it, I think hats off to you guys for what you were able to put on. Good numbers of trotters, um, good representation, good representation from the States. I think it was awesome.
3: And I think, Paul, if I'm correct, it's the first trotter that Brad Hewitt yep. has ever trained. <laughs> yep. Um, so, you know, uh, it just goes to show you what's, What's possible, and uh, and it was I think it's part owned by Jared Croker the captain of the Canberra Raiders. And I'm pretty sure Jared made it to the race meeting the previous week, but unfortunately couldn't make it that night. And I think he had an interest in two winners uh, that night, so we we uh, we just missed seeing Jared that night. But yeah, Brad Hewitt's first trot he's ever trained, and it's come out and you know it was, a, it was a fantastic performance.
0: I have got the uh, the results up. He definitely you're right. He definitely owned that horse. Do you know the other horse that you had to share it?
3: Uh, I can't recall, but he had two um, two uh, winners that night. Uh, I'd say they are probably both trained by Brad Hewitt.
0: Oh, yeah, there um, we are. Sorry, yeah, yeah. She's she's the reason. Won the uh, Queensland Oaks. Consolation, sorry. The Queensland yeah, Oaks. Consolation.
3: Consolation. Yeah. yeah, race nine. Yeah. So, uh, Jared had a double on the night, and unfortunately, as I said, he... For because of his football commitment. He guess,
0: wasn't able to make it Guess he who, was on track the previous week. Guess who's watching us live right now, Brad, Brad Hewitt. I might try and... Uh, Brad, if you're up for it, I'll get you on Talking Trotters next week and we'll uh, discuss it uh, in a bit more. But he's, I tell you, his stable's flying too. I was fortunate enough to meet him at uh, the Miracle Mile Carnival when I was doing some stuff there for Club Menangle um, earlier this year. I think. Do you know why they call him Hollywood, ball? No. No? Okay. Neither do I. I just thought I'd ask. Uh, but... That's
3: his, uh, that's his trade name, apparently, uh, Hollywood. It's okay. Uh, yeah. It's okay
0: if someone else gave it to him. If he's named, if he's named it himself, or well, he's in a, he's in serious worries. Well he's in serious worries. We'll see. We'll see if he knows how the this uh, on loose lines works. Whether he uh, gets back to us or not. But I think yeah, you know, he, he represents representing the other the, the other one thing um, before I discuss the United Dominion. One thing I do want to highlight uh, for people that may not watch Talking Trotters, um, and I was able to show Brad's drive actually last week um, on Majestic Trio. The drone footage that you can you can watch. So if you watch any replay, I'm going to say any replay. uh, Darren might tell me off. Darren Clayton might tell me off for this. But most replays, if you watch it in its entirety, let it keep going. They actually have the drone footage of the last 400, if the drone works, and you can see that, and so you can actually witness how. The timing's everything. Um, Majestic Trio was able to get off the fence without causing any, inf- any interference, without touching any wheels, but also keep its momentum up. So you can see why the horse just joined in. It's just a great way to be able to view it. But on top of that, Brad, you've got this um, steward's footage that you can you can go there. So if you click onto when you go to the results, you go to the results section, and the mm. and the media player comes up in a in a I'll say half screen size, and you've got yes. two options and I encourage people to watch the stewards' footage because I tell you, if you're a disgruntled punter, oh, most of your um, most of your disgruntlement can be, um, if that's a word, can actually be eased, if you like. All arguments can be settled by uh, being able to watch the stewards' footage, which is just terrific.
3: It, it does, Paul, and, yeah, to your point, sometimes it solves the who's at fault, but I think, you know, what it also shows is the unbelievable skill that our drivers have got. I think sometimes, you know, when we're just seeing some of the footage you can't quite pick up uh, just how skillful our drivers are and particularly the one you talk about with uh, with Brad Hewitt I mean uh, watching that film just further identifies the, the outstanding drive that Brad put in that horse um, and so it just further highlights just the incredible skill that these drivers have got uh, in those sort of races and you know like the black to fake uh, race where Grant in, in a crisis moment knew to take the weight off one side of his gig to put it on the other because he got a flat tyre I mean Know, just incredible skill that sometimes goes unnoticed uh, just looking at one, one film.
0: You've been around the industry for a long time. Um, I, I, I keep saying about the race at Tamworth when Grant um, took that horse there and he was just awesome. I think one of the greatest training performances I saw was with the Victorian derby last year when he got his pants pulled down, and there's no other way of saying it, by Captain Ravishing in the heats, yet a lot of people probably missed the whole point of what actually was going on that he, he um, was late getting there. I think he only got there on the Thursday he with liked. the flight because of the flight interference. And he drove that horse that night like a trainer and a horseman um, came out in the, in the final and said, this is the real horse. And then he turned around and... Um, uh, you know that that effort the other night was a trainer. That was a that was a person. I don't think he's worried about the Eureka. I reckon my thoughts are when you see that he's not worried about his next race or where he's going to go. Grant, he's just like mate, you're too good to be towing this wheel. We can't pull up because the public wouldn't wouldn't cop it. So I'm going to do the best I can. I'm not going to hit you. I'm not going to punish you out. You just run to the line in yours, and we'll get the card off you straight away, and I'll walk you back in. It just He's just a full blown horseman, isn't he?
3: It is, Paul, and you can only imagine what would be going through Grant's mind. You know, at that particular time, as you said, you know, had the, the eyes of Australasia uh, on him. You know, most of the punters were on him. He wanted to do the right thing by all of the all of those people, but also the horse. Uh, and just to be able to focus on that, as I said, in that moment of crisis, was you know just incredible incredible to see how he how he managed that and I, I guess it's just testament to the cool way that Grant goes about uh, his business and you know I know there's been a couple of races this year that I saw a race at Redcliffe and probably uh, a race at Albion where I thought to myself gee I don't think Luke Defane can win this race but he did and that's because Grant knows that horse intimately. he knows what he can what he can do um and I was with the uh, a Victorian chap on rising uh, Sun night and I think uh, you know, he, he made the call to me that at the six hundred he, he didn't think Leek to fame could win. Um, but as we keep saying, you know champions uh, Leave a lump in your throat and a dollar in your pocket and that's exactly
0: what Leek to fame used to do Redcliffe was just outstanding. There's no way known he could have won at Redcliffe and uh, no. And what he did was just uh, next level. He's a really really exciting horse. Um, he's a great horse to to be able to, you know, say you've seen. And, yeah, as I said, a bloody race at Tamworth, of all things, on a on a Thursday afternoon. It was uh, just one of those ones I wasn't expecting. But, anyway, that that does happen. Jack Smith, um, I've already done an interview with Carter Delgetti last year in New Zealand, but I'll definitely get another one. Carter's always a bit of fun. We could talk clothing. I might be able to be uh, sponsored by his clothing brand and uh, and the likes. We need him in Queensland. We need the Delgettes back here in Australia. So there's no worries, Jack. Well, I think, I think Brandon's
3: actually toned down a bit on his... Um he has. On his shirts, Paul. Yeah. Which is a bit disappointing, but um,
0: yeah, he's, he's, um, he's gone even back to the uh, the old polos, uh, which is a real worry. So anyway, if Grand's watching, we'll be able to g him up a bit, so he'll be fine. So I need we need him to get dressed when he's been at the bar for a while, because yeah, yeah, there's no. Uh, well, we had
3: it. We had a very successful fashion fashion on the field this year during our carnival, which we've never had before, uh, which featured the the ladies are outstanding. But I think next year we might add another. To that, to, to have a male fashion on the field, so maybe that's where we can get Crane out of, um, you know, um, out to to participate in that. And I think he'd, uh, he'd make
0: a big splash. You better get me up there as well, mate. And we'll be out. Uh, we could have a lot of fun with some Larry <laughs> shirts, but that's okay. Um, Into Dominion, um, it's it's a little way away. Um, there's still plenty of racing to go on for the season. It is a, it is going to be a long season when you know everything that is going ahead. But um, plans would be well and truly in play now for that?
3: They are, Paul. The, the, the biggest uh, opportunity we've got at the moment is around infrastructure, just making sure that, you know, we've got enough spaces for people to fill um, uh, on our complex and we did little trial run uh, this winter carnival on a few things that worked. Um, but that's the one that we need to solve for um, uh, right now is just getting that infrastructure right, uh, which which we will. Uh, I think the conditions for the Union got released today um, I'd be confident shortly that Racing Queensland will be able to announce, you know, a sponsor of the series. Uh, and also, we're working collaboratively with Racing Queensland at the moment to um, to get a, a, a headline act for our inner dominion. The, the the target market for us, apart from you know the traditional uh, inner dominion uh, supporters, will be definitely targeting that under thirty five uh, age group to try and get them uh, fascinated by harness racing. For
0: yep. Which is what we we need, and we need people to um, to fall in love with it. Kim Collison's watching great harness person. Uh, you must be excited though, off the back of the you know such a, a great winter's carnival. You're going to have better weather in theory. I know it doesn't always work that way, um, but in theory, we'll have better weather and and um, and and the, and the likes going forward. So you never know how many people you can get there. That's for sure.
3: No, we're going to aim pretty high in terms of how many people we can get there. Um, on top of that, you know, we're building out the social activities uh, as well uh, to support the carnival uh, and also some accommodation packages and other bits and pieces. We've already got our Inter-Dominion microsite that's up on the Creek website where people can go in and check out some details already. They won't be able to see packages and entry fees and those sorts of things just yet because we haven't uh, finalised them, but certainly there's a lot of information on there. And, and Paul... Because I'm talking to you tonight, um, don't be surprised if we don't introduce our own beer uh, for, for Inter-Dominion as well. Uh, we've got someone making a special beer a special beer for us uh, at the moment. Uh, I'm not a beer drinker, but um, we may have our own branded beer for sale uh, through the Inter-Dominion series as well.
0: You've got to get a sparkling water for me. Uh, and myself, uh, lemon lemon bitters for me, Paul. Mind you, I've lashed out. I've gone with the uh, the old SWEPs. I don't know swept sponsor. They sponsor an angle. I know that. But yeah, I went out with the uh, the raspberry today. But uh, can't get through the whole lot. It's way too sweet for for <laughs> me. But 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 that is all right. We will touch more on the um, the Dominion going forward. We'll probably touch on also the new track um and you Ooh. know where that all looks and how that all looks a bit later on bro but I just want to cover off on the on the Queensland race it wasn't part of me programming we hadn't rang about it so I really appreciate you coming on mate and um and giving us a bit of time and uh well done to everyone in Queensland I think um it's been a great carnival um and a lot of fun I think the other part where probably where you guys you know, you throw rocks at us about the good weather and um, Matt Cooper says they're a great, great carnival, absolutely fantastic racing and well done. Where The thing where it does fit is here in Victoria, Queensland and parts of New, South- New Zealand, sorry, Tasmania, sorry, Victoria, Tasmania and parts of New Zealand, it is cold, it is dark. So we're home mm. and we're inside watching these races. So, albeit we can't be there, I think that's the other part where it does It does work. You've got this captive audience, if you like, that are stuck in a house um, and just marvelling at uh, the racing, but also (laughs) people walking around in T-shirts. I think that's uh, always one of those things. Duncan McPherson is on. Hopefully, we can get an elderbarren trotter up there next year, although... He'll tell me off. Uh, he did He did breed rocking with attitude. Well, he didn't breed rocking with attitude, but of course he's by his ill-fated sire in Elder Baron Eagle. So, uh, yeah, before he tells me off for that one. But we'll try and get him up there um, for that. To, um it's probably one of those things, isn't it? Brad, A bit, the APG or the APTS trotting series fifty thousand would have been nice to have got a horse like Elderberry and Miley up there for your Oaks and and potentially hang around for the Derby would have made it uh, you know a little bit more intrigued. But they're they're teething bumps and um, everyone can work through those.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Look, we might get Duncan up. He might be a summertime person. Paul, you know, a bit like me, I, I would sweat in a fridge, um, so I'm not always uh, great at summertime. But maybe we get Duncan up. Uh, for a nice uh, humid summer in Queensland for the inner Dominion um, business there'll be a great calling uh, Inner Dominion series as well we might see Duncan then and his sources
0: you're good at getting everyone else what about you get Campbell's comments up there
3: <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Campbell's comments will, will be up there I know you love the heat uh, as well Paul so I'm sure we'll definitely see you up uh, up in Queensland uh, for the inner Dominion one one way or another the dates Brett. first of December uh, is the is the opening heats and and um just behind the scenes at the moment we're building an unbelievable um one off opportunity that I can't say any more about because the owner hasn't uh, finalised it, but you'll see a, a, a massive promotion uh that everyone's gonna wanna participate in uh for our, our inner dominion. Um uh but first of December will be the first uh the first heat
0: pool. Right, done deal Diane Riley if she's that owner she's online mate, I could find out uh, she said I should have I should have been there Paul interviewing the queensland identities I only have to interview one diane you're, you're it and uh, my ratings go through the roof so she's always well, I, well, well I think
3: uh, Diane's probably uh, hit the spelling farm for the next couple of weeks Paul, because she was a, um, a participant at all our race meetings, and number of our social events over the carnival so I, I think she's giving herself two weeks in the paddock uh, and uh, then we'll see her back, uh, back again. Just a little freshen up uh, Mir- for Diane, and a chance for us to restock our quick uh, uh, back of the track.
0: Mir- Miracle Mile. She told me she was going to some spa place, um, but she she thought she was going on a two week break, but she could only get one week off at that at that stage. She told me the name of the spa, but anyway, she's uh, she's definitely a lot of fun, and uh, that's what harness racing is. It is fun. We want people to be able to enjoy it and uh, get behind it and have have that sort of fun. So it's uh, definitely definitely uh, is it is good. I've seen some Queensland identities. It might be in New Zealand. Um, might be a bit cooler from over there in Queenstown, I believe. So anyway, story for another day. So they've uh, they've all had a big carnival. So it's all good, Brad. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for coming on um, and promoting it, and well done if you could pass one out. congratulations to everyone. I will get in touch with Bricky and we'll do a discussion about the end Dominion and how it looks once you've, um, I suppose, announced all of those uh, ones. You haven't told me this one, so that's a bit cheeky of you, but uh, that's all right. He, he, quite often, anyone wondering, Brad does tease it, and I might slip the odd one out there every now and then, just uh, <laughs> just a bit of fun. <laughs> but, uh, but he hasn't told me this one, so I can't I can't slip it out. So there's there's no way I can get into trouble. That's right, isn't it?
3: Yeah, well, I um I I I struggle to keep secrets, Paul. I just like to. Feed a little bit of stuff that that I'm able to, uh, just to get people interested and, and fascinated. And as I said, it, it, uh, when it comes out, it'll be a fantastic promotion. Um, you know, a money can't buy type event for you know certain individuals and maybe a charity uh, as well. But um, um, that's still being still being worked out. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be something that everyone will want to want to participate in, particularly if you're up here uh, in Queensland uh, for the Indigenous Carnival. But also watch out for some of the entertainment that we we might have on over the carnival uh, as well paul might be a band or two there that you know uh, that would appeal to yourself um that we might be able to have on as well um you know something like a sneaky sound system you'd be all over them um just to, just to name
0: a, a band is what sneaky sound system is that a band <laughs> 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 um, <laughs> just, just i'll throw you under the bus here what sort of music do you reckon i enjoy all
3: sorts. Oh, yeah. I reckon it'll be all sorts, All. Um, but I reckon maybe jazz. <laughs>
0: <laughs> give me, give me. About, I don't know if you're watching but how about I give you a, I'll give you a hint and, and you'll be able to you'll be able to see uh, Duncan has just sent me a message too Elder Baron Zeus is working out tomorrow night uh, so Duncan if you send me these things before the show instead of when the show's nearly over it'll get, uh, get further that is for sure um, he'll be racing um, doesn't say when um, I'm confused. Big afternoon at Melton. Okay. Maybe I should have read this a little bit better. The appearance of Aldebaran Zeus will add another layer to exciting period before Friday nights. Oh, before Friday nights. Okay, so there's going to be a couple of trials um, contended. Captain Ravishing is set for a two o'clock hit out at Melton. Um, at Melton, trained... Train Brett Lilly has confirmed his star Square Gator will also do a solo piece of work. Okay, it's a bit confusing the way that is. Chris Helford will partner him. Don't have a time, but obviously that will be two o'clock workout. Duncan's just give that one to me as well. So Mm. I doubt that he's working around with Captain Ravishing, but um, yeah, it's interesting. Might have been a highlight during the night, but story for another day. Um and go from there. Um and the other thing is with uh Duncan, if you can get Duncan to Queensland you put a triathlon on. That's that's the go with Duncan and uh you'll get him up there. There's no problems zero uh, at all. He, he does all the three legs, does he, to Do the triathlon not, uh, bike or No, no, no yeah, seriously. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> no, he leaves right. he leaves me for dead. No, he's uh uh I don't think he's the fastest, but he has competed in, a bit in the under fifties. He's finished quite a quite a few of them. So, yeah. So, uh, no, he's a very, very um, passionate man is um, and if with a lot of things. And the triathlons is one of them. Sorry. I've got a text message here. Oh, no, I found it. It's okay. I, you know, you get those ones and I'm like, so, I've missed someone here um, as well. Right, mate um i will be at melton so depending on what time i get there um i'll catch up with duncan a bit later on anyway and just see how that horse does trial because of course he's heading to north america captain Ravish, and getting ready for the eureka so plenty more happening in the world of harness racing brad thank you i really appreciate you coming on mate and uh, give me a bit of time
3: Yeah, anytime. Thanks very much, Paul. Good night, everyone, and uh, have a great breeding season, everyone.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Thank you very much, Brad. That's uh, Brad Steele joining me. I can take that hat off um, as well. So there has been plenty, plenty going on. Big show. It's gone for nearly two hours. Um, But anyway, that's okay. That's what On Loose Line does and has a little bit of fun. Just uh, Jared Maloney didn't join in tonight because he wouldn't have been able to because he was at Swan Hill and there was... Heidi George, there it is there, the second heat, has been talking about the New South Welshman in Ella's Reason for Alan Bartley and Blake Jones have taken that out. So they'll be contesting next weekend's next week's final. That is August the 2nd at Bendigo. So they will be there. So um, congratulations to them. I would imagine um, Alf Namala um, would be one of those Markley Kaz presidential, president's last lady mark lee what a segment that is um and talara's shadow will all be taking part in that um in that uh, that race and just so people are aware the baristock challenge mark lee is actually winning that with a time of two twelve point five three. there will only be one more a lot of people are requesting having a crack but it will finish at the end of july it won't be the last one um definitely will not be the last one but it's just going to take a little bit of a rest uh, for the same time but stacy towers there with two minutes and 35 she actually did it with president's last lady so um well done to her in fact i wonder if victor the Inflictor's gone around uh, neville pangrazio's had a third um, the Ainsworths of one with night whisper Cashflow Cassie, Neville Pangrazio, he's having a great time. He even actually got the chockies there. That was in the Soho Tribeca. But uh, Victor the Inflictor's going around a little bit later on. Um, keep an eye out for him, because he may get the chockies. He might be... I don't know what race he's in. There he is there, race eight at 8.27, so he might get the chalkies Darren Clayton... Um, briby island triathlon on the same weekend as round one heats for the inter-dominion darren clayton well done to you hats off that's uh very very well done duncan is possibly still on the line so i wonder how hard it is no, i don't think i am anywhere are near fit enough i want to do one i've done one but not a serious one so yep last out of the water duck out of water righto guys thank you um, as always, this show is a little bit random, but I really do appreciate both Nick Cooper with the uh, breed to Succeed. Um, going to be August 20 at Shepparton. Make sure you get in touch with nrequine.com.au or harness.org.au uh, to say that you are going. And of course, there is uh, the chance of winning a service fee to three of these stadiums. All th- you can win a, if you're a paid up member with uh, Pastor Stephen, American Ideal, and Vincent with some terrific people going to be there uh, talking on the night representatives from KER and Avenal Vet Clinic Plus um, USA content as well. Unfortunately, I didn't get an email that I was waiting on to tell you everything about those, but that um, that is it. As I said, um, really do appreciate everyone else that uh, contributes, the guys at Woodlands um, and the like. So thank you very much for everyone that's um, had a bit of fun. I'll be back next week. As I said, most probably 99% sure that it will be live from Benny Harness Racing Club on night two of the Nutrien Heats. Um, it will be held there, plus the final of the Heidi George with Dr. Caff McIntosh and the team from Lower Long Farms um, and Northern Rivers Equine. Thank you very much for joining me. There it is there. I was just trying to find me my ending and I will see you all next week live from six o'clock.